This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we're starting a new series called Gender Focused Parenting. Now, before I begin to introduce our topic for today, I would like to warn our listeners that this can be quite an emotional topic for some people. So if you do need to, be free to take a step back as you listen throughout this series. Our topic for today is Gender Matters. Today, Deborah will be introducing us to the idea and concept of gender. In our world today, there is this lie that is perpetrated that there's no difference between male and female. But there is. The Bible clearly shows us that there is. Yes, male and female are equal, but we are different. Now this isn't about gender roles like who cooks, who cleans, who goes to work. This is about what's inside of us. Not our anatomy, but who God created us to be inside. Women have special attributes that men don't have. And men have attributes that women don't have. Science shows us that women and men think differently psychologically. So to be able to raise a girl or to be able to raise a boy, you need to understand how they work. What it works for a girl will not work for a boy. And what works for a boy will not work for a girl. Deborah Shnabi will now take us further on gender matters. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for this series. And I'm praying that it will be a blessed time in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to welcome you back to the Women in Revival podcast. And it is my prayer that this particular series will be useful for you. Again, we are looking at a parenting matter, just like we did at the last series that we went through as we looked at the secrets to parenting teenage girls. And this time we will be focusing again on parenting and we want to look at gender focused parenting. You can go to our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk where you will get the information needed. Maybe you missed an episode, a series. You can always go back there. You can contact us via our website if you go on our contact us page. Or you can send us a WhatsApp, a text message, a phone call, whatsoever will work for you. Do feel free to contact us. So on this series, we are looking at gender-focused parenting. So in the next couple of days, it's going to be a five-day series. We are going to be discussing a very critical matter that concerns our children, a hot matter all over the world. And I believe we as the people of God must set the record straight in the hearts of our children before schools, before the society begin to give them a definition of what gender is or what gender is not. We as Christian parents are called by God to be the bedrock, to be the foundation of education for our children. So today we are looking at gender-focused parenting and today's episode is Gender Matters. Gender Matters. Our world, our society has come to the place where we are saying gender doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether the child is a boy or a girl. There are all sorts of definitions now that is around the matter of gender. You can be binary, you can be this, you can be that, you can be anything. You can choose to be a woman today and tomorrow a male. 
You can choose to be a female today and tomorrow a male. You can choose to not have a gender at all. But biologically, God speaking, God made man in his own image. He made them male and female. So gender matters. The one who created man in the beginning, the one who gave us our children, gave them to us as a gender specific person. So as we look at gender matters today, let us quickly look at the book of Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. I believe the reason why some of our children will be struggling with their gender is a lack of knowledge, not equipping them with the knowledge of the fact that gender matters. So in Osea chapter 4 verse 6, we read, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. So what are we seeing here? There is the need for us as mothers, as parents, to be knowledgeable as regard what is God's mind regarding gender. Is gender a mistake? Is gender an accident? Or is gender God's predetermined plan for mankind? So you as a parent needs to be knowledgeable and then you can't pass down to your children even the same knowledge. So when you are knowledgeable about God's perception or God's perspective or God's view of gender, then you, wish you then need to pass down to your children this knowledge of the fact that gender matters so that our children do not become rejected by God, so that our children can grow with the deep knowledge of the fact that their gender matters in the plan of God. And First Peter chapter 3, verse 7 also says, Likewise, ye husband, dwell with them according to knowledge. I'm just going to read that alone. Dwell with them according to knowledge. So how does this affect us as parents? What this is saying to us, when you become knowledgeable as to gender, so you as a parent now will know how to relate with your boy child, with your girl child, according to the knowledge of gender that you know. So if you, the mother, is not knowledgeable, relating with your son or relating with your daughter might be a difficult thing. And where you know or have the understanding of the fact that gender matters, you will be able to dwell according to that knowledge, even in the upbringing of your son, in the upbringing of your daughter. So what I want us to do now is to quickly look at a few scriptures as we discuss further on the fact that gender matters and we must wire the hearts, the mind of our children with this truth, either boy or girl. We are working on a material probably for ages two to six, seven or so, and it's called gender matters. We are going to put it agenda matters for boys, gender matters for girls. So let's read Matthew chapter 19, verse 4. And it says, And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? For me, this is very special. So, in order for you to know that gender matters, in order for your child to know that gender matters, I am seeing Jesus pointing our mind to something important. Jesus said, have you not read? 
So for you as a Christian mother or as a Christian parent, where you are taking your knowledge as to gender from matters. Jesus says, have you not read? We are all reading newspapers, reading information online, reading everywhere and anywhere. Unfortunately, we have Christians today who don't read their Bible. So I am seeing Jesus saying, for you to fully understand gender, there is the need to read and read what? To read the Bible. Because God is the genesis of gender. So Jesus said, there is a maker who made them male and female. So this is how I see it. In order to plant the seed of gender knowledge into your child, there is the need to point your child that there is a maker who made her, who made him. And he who made her or him made her in a specific gender. This is very, very important. Sometimes I will use things like maybe wordless book to point a child's heart. You know, recently I had my nephew and my niece with me and I was taking them through the wordless book. I remember when we looked at the color brown and I told them, they have a maker. And I remember whenever I then asked them after that activity that who made you, they point upward and say, God made me. So there is the need to first let our children know that they are not accident. They did not come as a result of evolution. Neither do they come out of ape. We need to let them understand the fact that there is God who made them. And this God who made them, made them male and female. And to discover gender and the purpose of God for gender, there is the need for you, the mother, to read the Bible and the need to bring your child into the Bible. Now, Genesis 1 verse 26 also says, because Jesus said, he who made them in the beginning. So I want us to quickly look at the beginning as we read Genesis 1 26 and probably, I don't know whether we should read verse 27 also. Yes, I think we should read verse 27. And it says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Are you saying? So as you tell your child that your child has a maker, you need to let that child know that God made that child in his own image. That God's intention for mankind is to be in his image, in his likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over cattle, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeped upon the earth. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him, male and female created he them. So this is where you explain to your child that, look, God made you and God intends for you to have dominion. God intends for you to have dominion, but for you to have dominion, he gave you gender. He created you male. It created you a female depending on the gender of your child. So you need to wire this into your child's heart. That the, the person that we have dominion for God is the person that is either a male or a female. So I am seeing God saying there is the need to equip ourselves with knowledge. And the type of knowledge that we are seeking for first is the knowledge that is from above, which we discover even in the Bible. So there is the need to give your daughter, your son, dignity. Don't allow your boy child to be running elter-skelter in the house naked. You know, give them dignity. Let them begin to understand the value of their body and the need to keep it. You know, so also for your daughters. Maybe your child is preparing to go and bath. 
and there are people all over in the living room or wherever and you just strip the child naked and the child is running elter skelter naked no don't do that give that child some dignity when he or she needs to go to bath let him wrap a towel around himself or a bathrobe or whatsoever and then walk majestically to the bathroom so equip your child with the distinctiveness of his or agenda as you point back to the bible that the child has a maker and the one who made that child specifically made that child a male or a female whatever your child's gender is so implementing stories you know doing educational activities together with your child can be a means of helping your child understand that gender matters so that means you can get a portion of the bible maybe like the portion that i read like genesis 1 26 to 27 you can put that together type it or copy it from bible gateway get a simpler version and write it ask your child to read and put question that was what i did when my child was in the early years early years foundation stage these are the things i did so i put scriptures together and just remove the maybe verse 1 verse 2 verse 3 i just put everything together as if it's a comprehension and ask the child to read and there are questions to answer so for example i may ask who made everything things like that what did he made man to be so questions like that, that she just need to read and get the answer from the comprehension and write it down though we are learning at the same time we are learning what god has made us to be so use composition use comprehension use reduce i remember putting reduce together for my daughter you know to bring to her heart what it means to be a woman so use educational activities to weave into the mind of your child the fact that gender matters this is very very important give your child the understanding of gender and this must start very early in life don't say you're one year old it's, it's too little and this has to be repetitive you can't say i've done it it's already finished even my own that is a teenager we are still talking about biblical womanhood we are still looking at what does it mean to be a woman i want them to walk with their head up high knowing that the gift of womanhood is a special gift from their maker i don't want my daughters to regret being women no it is a special gift it is a precious gift so it has to be repetitive you have to repeat it again and again you can't say well i've taught her when she was so 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 there is no need no our world is changing but the word of god is constant so implement the word of god sit down and discuss the fact that our femaleness is actually the plan of god and it's uniquely given to her because it will be needed in god's purpose in god's plan for your child you know i remember when my second girl was around four having planted the seed of femaleness into our ass in god's way and the need for modesty and how we carry ourselves were well, all of those i remember at age four i took her to an hospital to see a dermatologist and she had to take off her clothes so that the dermatologist can see her skin then she was suffering severely from eczema so when we got there it was me her older sister the consultant and another female doctor so so the consultant asked her to take off her clothes so that she can see and my daughter just held her hands around her body and said no way that she's not going to open her body to her no that it's her body she turned and it was it wasn't a funny thing she insisted no 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 
and the consultant was like, wow, for the first time in my life, I'm meeting a four-year-old that is body conscious. Wow. So she refused. So I have to talk her that, look, the, the doctor is a female and she just wants to help see your body to know what treatment to offer. So we have to convince her till she remove a part and let her examine that. So don't think they can't understand. It's a seed we plant and God knows how to put that there. And this same girl, while growing up at age four or five, when she's in the toilet, her dad can't come and use the toilet. If she hears daddy coming, she begins to shout, Dad, please, I'm in the toilet. Give me space to finish from the toilet. As far as she's concerned, when a female is in the toilet, it should be female. And when a male is in the toilet, it must be a male. So teach them. Don't underestimate the ability to understand. God is the one who brings forth the fruit. So do that. Plant the seed of gender into your child. Dress your son as a son. Dress your daughter as a daughter. You know, a typical girl by age two will tell you she is a princess. And she's probably asking for dresses. I've seen this with girls again and again. Not only my own children, you know. I've noticed it. That by age two, a girl is conscious, is saying, I am a princess. And most times they want dresses. Because as far as they are concerned, a princess is attached to dress. To understand that somebody is a princess, she must be wearing a dress. So, dress your child as a female if she's a girl. And dress the boy as a male if he's a boy. So, talk about gender. Talk about sexuality. Talk about relationships in the way you think your child can understand. Don't say they won't understand. I remember again my first girl at age 3, she returned back from school and told me of two children in her class and say, oh, do I know that boyfriend and girlfriend? And I was shocked that at age 3, what do you know? And she said, mommy, I know. <laughs> and remember that was how she told me. She said, eh, me so, 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 so told us this is this boyfriend and and she mentioned the girl's name to that so 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 is the girlfriend so i felt ah okay so we need to begin to explore this matter in a godly way and equip her mind and equip her heart it is my prayer that the lord will give you the wisdom that you'll be knowledgeable knowing god's plan god's will god's purpose for gender so that our sons our daughters can appreciate god's gift of their gender so that they can know that they are not trapped in their body. Their gender is not an accident. Rather, it is a precious gift given to them by God. Amen. This is a Women in Revival podcast. Yesterday, we started a new series called Gender-Focused Parenting. Before I start introducing our topic for today yet again, I would like to remind listeners that this topic especially can be quite emotional for some people. Please feel free to take a step back. Today, Deborah will be talking to us about gender dysphoria. Gender dysphoria is quite a hard topic and it is a very hard and difficult condition for those suffering from it. Today, Deborah will be talking about how to help a child 
who's struggling with gender dysphoria. Our world today tells them to change themselves, not recognizing that gender dysphoria is actually a sign of, of lack of self-confidence. We need to help children be comfortable with who they are, with who God created them to be. With gender dysphoria, they don't feel comfortable in that body, but we need to be able to help them and help deal with the issues that are surrounding that gender dysphoria. Deborah Shinobi will take us now on this very sensitive issue. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for the continuity of this series of Women in Revival podcast. As we get into day two, I'm praying that you will plant the seed of your word in our hearts. In Jesus' name, Amen. So I want to welcome you back to the Women in Revival podcast and particularly to this series of podcasts tagged Gender-Focused Parenting. Have we a boy child? Have we a girl child? There is the need to constantly sit down and discuss practically with that child. What you are not discussing with your child, they are discussing it at school, they are discussing it on their playground, they are discussing it, unfortunately, even at church. Sometimes you may say, well, we are all Christian, but people's view to these issues differs. So it is our responsibility as parents and particularly as mothers to wire the mind of our children as to the plan and the purpose of God for gender. We are living in a confused world. That is the honest truth. Our world is confused and the word of God is the only sure means of living life to the fullness. And that is what we must use to equip the heart of our children. Last time we looked at the fact that gender matters. And you need to wire this. You need to engrave this in your son's heart, in your daughter's heart. That agenda is gender. It's not a mistake. It's not an accident. It is predetermined. It is the plan of God. It is the best gift for that child after the child's salvation. You need to let the child know this. It is very, very important. If you missed yesterday's episode, do go back to our website, okofrighteousness.co.uk and look for this series, Gender Focused Parenting. You can share with your friends. You can come together to discuss this. You can gather mothers of daughters or mothers of sons to discuss even the matter we are handling here together. So today we want to look at gender dysphoria. There are many issues, many aspects of gender. We have the LGBTQ plus and the various vices in our society now and all sorts of things that are going and that we keep coming honestly and like we said the last time we the people of god need to be well equipped we read last time from the book of Hosea, chapter 4 verse 6 that god said my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge i tell you for example many of us mothers don't know what gender dysphoria is we don't understand this terminology. Even some terminology that your sons, your daughters, your teenagers are speaking, you don't understand and you don't care to know. So we want to look at gender dysphoria. We must have an understanding of this so that we are able to help our children. The NHS defines gender dysphoria as a term that describes a sense of unease that a person may have because of a mismatch between their biological sex and their gender identity. I don't know whether this is making sense. It is 
a sense of uneasiness which a child may have or a person may have because of a mismatch, a misunderstanding between their biological sex and their gender identity. Our gender, our biological sex determines our gender, isn't it? But this world that we are into, they says it's not so. It doesn't have to be so. You can choose the gender that you are. So this sense of uneasiness or dissatisfaction may be so intense that it can lead to depression and anxiety and have a harmful impact on the daily life of a person or a child. So you sit down, find out more on gender dysphoria, get to know all these things and be equipped to help your child even to understand that gender matters, that her biological sex or his biological sex automatically determines your child's gender. It is important we must uphold the truth of the word of God. And it goes on. NHS says gender dysphoria is a condition where a person experiences discomfort or distress because there is a mismatch between their biological sex and gender. Are you saying? And of a truth, there are people who are in this situation. We are living in a fallen world. Since Genesis chapter 3, things change. To be honest with you, gender role change. God's design for gender change as a result of the fall. So for a redeemed mother, a redeemed parent, we have the responsibility to point our daughters, our sons to redeemed gender, to what it means to be redeemed and the role our gender plays in the plan and in the purpose of God. And then NHL tells us that some of the symptoms are that the child is certain that his or her gender identity conflicts with his or her biological sex. I don't know whether that makes sense. So a child is certain that the child was born a boy, but he, he felt there is a conflict in that. That no, in me, I have the body of a boy, but I am not a boy. I feel as a girl. But you know that gender is not a feeling. Gender is how we were made. Gender is how we were given birth to. So when your child is comfortable only when in the gender role of your preferred gender identity, when your child has a strong desire to hide or be rid of physical signs of his or her biological sex, such as breast or facial hair and the likes, then this could be symptoms of gender dysphoria. If you have a child that is manifesting this, don't explain it away. Don't make life miserable for that child. No, that child needs help. That child needs a praying mother. Our world is under attack. The mind of our children is under attack. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. Yet, the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are mighty. They can pull down strongholds of gender dysphoria even in the mind of our children. So watch out for symptoms and take it to the Lord. If you need to cry out for help, cry out to some godly people who may be able to help you. The book of Isaiah chapter 45 verse 9 says, 
Woe unto him that striveth with his maker. Let the potsherds strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioneth it, What makest thou? Or thy work he hath no hands. So that is what the enemy is trying to plant in the hearts of our children. To question their making. As a clay pot, they question the and the work of their designer, the potter. That why did he make me in this body? No, this is not who I am. It is the lie of the enemy to sow evil seed in the hearts of our children against their God-ordained gender. And Romans 9.23 also says, Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one verse one to honor and another unto dishonor? Are you saying God has the power to make any gender, either male or female. So these are the things you need to know. And these are the things you need to take before the Lord. If you are seeing the symptoms of gender dysphoria in your child, you need to go back to the Lord according to his word and say you are the maker of this child. Lord, the enemy as I got the mind of that child, saying that you who made this child made mistake. Arise, O Lord, and defend the work of your hands. And God is faithful to do that. He is faithful to do that. Gender is not a mistake. Gender is not a problem. Gender is not a trouble. So when you have a child that is struggling with gender dysphoria, your knowledge of the same equips you to help that child in the place of prayer and patience and perseverance and the word and affirmation can bring restoration to that child. And it is my prayer that the Lord will help you. So if you have a child who comes back home to talk to you about gender dysphoria, how it is actually true, some people can be trapped in their body, explain Isaiah 45 verse 9, Romans 9:21, in a simple way to that child, to let that child know that it is the plan of the enemy to make such a person to argue with his or her maker, that what her maker has created is not good and i'm praying that as you take time deliberate time to talk with your child i'm praying that the lord will bless your labor and cause it to bring forth fruit feel free to contact us feel free to chat us feel free to send us an email if you go to our website www.folkofrighteousness.co.uk or send us a text message in whatsapp a phone call to plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five amen This is a Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago, we started a new series called Gender Focused Parenting. Yet again, I would like to remind listeners that this can be quite an emotional and difficult topic for some of you. So please feel free to take a step back. Our topic for today is interest and gender. We have stereotypes in our world. Women are supposed to cook and clean and be interested in babies and play with dollies when they're little girls. Boys are supposed to play with tractors and police outfits and firemen outfits. Yes, 
There are reasons for these stereotypes. That is because majority of women are very interested in what you would call feminine activities. Playing with dolls, um, cooking, cleaning, sewing, creativity. And majority of men are interested in trucks and cars and you know the masculine things but there's no reason why a girl may not like engineering or why a boy may not like to draw the fact is God has given us different gifts and even though some may be more common in one gender than another we should not stop and prohibit those interests Deborah Shinobi will be teaching us how to manage our children's interests but also keep their gender. She'll be teaching us how to be able to manage when your little girl wants to be a builder one day and how to be able to keep her feminine aspects and remind her that she is a girl even if she's interested in building. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the continuity of this series. We pray for your blessing upon this episode in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to welcome you back to day three of this particular series. It is my prayer again that you will find it useful in your parenting journey. We are still on the series Gender-Focused Parenting. While we must raise our children in godly way, but part of raising them in godly way is to know that how you may raise a girl may be different to how you may raise a boy. What you may do with a girl child might be slightly different to what you might do with a boy child. You know, I had an experience some years ago. I saw this little boy and a little girl in church about the same age. So the boy packed Bible and hymn books in church and just dropped them on the floor and scattered them and left. Then the girl was pushing a baby pram in the church. And then she saw those books on the floor. After leaving the, uh, the baby pram, she saw the books, the hymn books on the floor. And she left whatever she was in and went and picked up those books and arranged them appropriately into where they should be. You see, that is the difference between a woman and a man. So, we must have an understanding of gender, its role in the life of our children, and know how to parent them in view of their gender. This is very, very important. For somebody like me, growing up as a girl, I didn't have any understanding of girlhood. Nobody taught me. I didn't know. You know, one wasn't put in, one wasn't told. Even the basic transition that a girl passes through. I didn't know. I learned most of them from friends. And you know, friends, it keeps your mind contrary if care is not taken. Some of the things I learned as a teenager, as a teenage girl, as a young girl, some of them were from magazines. I remember one of the magazines we used to read then as a secondary school girl was what we called Ikebe Super or Super Story as a girl growing up in Nigeria, West Africa. So these were the things that were informing me, you know, about life. So we used to read meals and boom and things like that. And here am I as a parent. I don't want to see my children make the same silly mistakes that I made in life. 
Hence the reason why I want to be knowledgeable about what it means to be raising girls, what it means to be raising boys. This is very, very important. I told you in previous series as to the need to be knowledgeable. The Bible says my people perish because they lack knowledge. Be knowledgeable. We live in a time where knowledge has abound, honestly. None of us has excuse for not getting knowledge. The Bible says wisdom is a principal thing. And to wisdom getting understanding. You need to equip yourself with understanding the nature of gender, what it means to raise a boy, what it means to raise a girl. And I pray the Lord will give you understanding as you do so. So today on Women in Revival, as we look at gender-focused parenting, we want to talk about interest and gender. So interest and gender. Again, in Matthew chapter 19, verse 4, Jesus told us that have we not read? So again, I'm pointing you back to the need to read. Go back and read the activities of maybe boys in the Bible. These are the things I usually do. Sometimes to understand the matter, I look for Bible characters to fully research and see what I can glean. Maybe read stories of boys in the Bible stories of girls in the Bible, see how they approach matters. For example, you look at the daughters of Zelophead. They came as a group and you know women thrive in relationship. So go and look at biblical characters to probably understand the interest of girls, the interest of boys as regard gender. So interest and gender. What might interest a boy? may not interest a girl. And what might interest a girl may not necessarily interest a girl. So, and also sometimes what interests boys, maybe what interests your girl, it doesn't mean that that child is becoming gender dysphoria. No. Like my daughter, we say those stereotype, those stereotype that pink must be for girls, blue must be for boys. So let's take away the stereotype. There is nothing wrong in a girl interested in football, maybe playing football at home. Obviously, a girl cannot play football with boys. We know boys are more into this than girls. And there is nothing wrong in boys knowing how to cook in the kitchen. I tell you, my younger brother is a very good cook. I can say he cooks better than I do. So... We need to understand the interest of our children in general and then the specific interest that is peculiar with boys and with girls. You know, naturally, a boy may go about pulling sockets, you know, plugging things, trying to check your gadgets, wanting to fix them, you know, things like that. It's normal for a boy to be carrying everything, to want to sort this, to what, you know. It is normal. And you know it is normal for a girl, for example, to carry dolls, carry her dollies and pet the dolly and, you know, nurture the dolly. Why? Because girls are nurturers by nature. That is what God made them to be. They are life givers. We are life givers. So, Understand girls' interest and understand 
um, boys' interests. There are gender-specific interests. There are things girls are so much interested in. You will notice that girls are interested in knitting. They want to knit. A boy is interested in outdoor activities. Most times, girls are more homely than boys. So understand, research, know. Are you a mother? Are you a mother-to-be? Maybe you've been told you're having a boy or a girl. Begin to research, begin to learn. What are the specific about boys? What do I need to know about girls? What are the interests of girls? What are the interests of boys? Get to know this so that you are able to be equipped to help your child. In Genesis 1.27 that we read last time, we saw that God made man in his own image, male and female. So being made male and female has implication. It affects our interest. It affects how we do things. It affects what we do. You know, when I had my niece and my nephew with me a couple of weeks ago, the mom forgot his toys in her car. And that means he came with no toy. And the boy wanted to play with things and whatsoever. But you know, before you know it, he devised. So he took my clothes pegs and... Before you know it, he actually formed a flag out of it and hung the pegs, a couple of pegs, on my pen. And then showing it to me, that can I say? And I said, what is that? She said, he said, it's a flag. That is a boy. He has enough energy and he wants to expel it. Before you know it, he was on the stairs. I actually didn't know. I only got to know this, I think, hours later or days later. On my stairs, I found out that he has taken a couple of pegs and clip them in various places. A boy is naturally energetic. Meanwhile, the sister, she is more cuddling. She wants to be cuddled. She was cuddling, you know, with my daughter. She would wrap herself around. She may she sat gently, sometimes copying what her big brother is doing, the karma, you know. So get to understand the nature of a boy, the nature of a girl, the interest of boys and the interest of girls. And like I said, there might be occasion where your girl child takes interest in what boys do. For example, when my daughter was young, when she was around four, five, she lost football. Why? It was as a result of her father's active role in her life. She was very close to her dad and my husband loves sports. So sometimes they sit together. Her father actually bought her football today she's very vast with sports and particularly football sometimes when they are both discuss when they are talking about this player about this sport about that she knew so much that you will wonder for a girl that doesn't mean she's not a girl so don't stereotype your child don't stereotype your son don't stereotype your daughter understand interest in view of gender and I pray that as you do so, may the Lord help you as you raise your son, as you raise your daughter, equipping his mind, equipping her mind with the role of gender in God making them male and female. Amen. Women in Revival podcast. Three days ago, we started a new series called 
gender-focused parenting. Yet again, I would like to remind listeners that this topic especially is a quite sensitive and emotional issue. You may want to take a step back as you listen to this. Our topic for today is reaching the LGBTQ plus community. This is an issue that has really penetrated our world during the last 50 years. Now the point is, LGBTQ plus people have always existed. They never just appeared out of nowhere. But like many sins and many things ages ago, they have become more prevalent now. We need to remember that sin is sin. So we must not stigmatize or criticize or hate people who portray or live a certain lifestyle that is sinful. When dealing with the LGBTQ plus community, we need to learn from their perspective. We need to be loving. We need to be sensitive towards them. It is quite a difficult issue, especially for people from Christian backgrounds. We need to be open and listen. And most of all, we need to trust God. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this very sensitive issue. Father God, we are so grateful, Lord, for this series and the many parents you are helping with this. The Bible tells us that all that pertains to life and godliness, you have made them already available through our knowledge of you who has called us to glory and virtue. As we explore the matter of parenting and parenting in a gender-specific way, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will expound your word into our hearts and make these mothers, mothers that we do, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, I want to welcome you back to this particular series of Women in Revival. We are still looking at gender-focused parenting. And I'm sure the Lord has spoken to your heart in the few episodes that we have had. We've looked at the fact that gender matters and we talked briefly on gender dysphoria. And last time we looked at interest and gender. Like I said, one thing that I've always found very useful in my modern journey is the opportunity to have a tete-a-tete with my children. You know, I remember the woman, Susanna Wesley, who created time to listen to each child, each child, to talk with each child. This is very, very important. Study your child, know your child, and when the child is struggling in his or her agenda, you will be able to bring appropriate help. Today, I want us to look at reaching out to transgender, reaching out to transgender, the homosexuals and the likes, the LGBTQ plus community. Or maybe you actually have a child that is transgender, that is homosexual or what, there is a need to reach out to that child. Maybe yours is in his early adulthood and you felt, oh, no hope anymore. I want you to know that there is hope. One thing that I found out about mothers, and should I say maybe African mothers, is this. We are not patient. Sometimes God is working upon your child but you are not allowing God to work. Sometimes we get involved in people with gender confusion, maybe homosexual, transgender, whatever, and God is starting a, a, a work, very minute, so to say, but there is already a spark, a click that God has clicked in the heart of that child, but the parent makes life miserable for such child, 
and before you know it, the child loses interest. So we need to be patient and we need to be wise to reach out to transgender, be it the transgender in your home, the homosexual in your home, or those in our society or in our workplaces. You know, there are a few stories that I've loved, real life stories, the stories of people like Jackie Hill Perry, who was once a lesbian and how God delivered her. And today she is an instrument of bringing God's glory. And so also is Rosaria Butterfield, who was also a previous lesbian. And also Laura Perry, who was a transgender. And Joshua Young, who was also a homosexual in the past. But all these ones today are vessels of honor. They will tell you that they are vessels of God's mercy. So if God can be that kind to show mercy to these ones that you and I will write off, how much more you human being. So there is a need for us to reach out to people who are confused with their gender or with their sexuality. And I'm praying that as we do that, the Lord will help us. If you ever listen to Jackie Hill Perry or Rosaria Butterfield or Laura Perry or any uh, homosexual, if you ever listen to the people who have struggled with their gender, with their sexuality in the past, who have now come to know the Lord. One thing that is common amongst them is the gift of love that was extended to them. How people were not judging them, but seeing them with the eye of compassion. So, how do we reach out to transgender, to homosexual? I had the privilege to talk to someone in the past who was an homosexual. And as I listened to this person's story, it became clear that this person's struggle begins from childhood. And sometimes some of these transgender or homosexual got into this confusion as a result of what was happening in their immediate environment. Some of them were not loved by parents. Some of them were molested, sexually assaulted, or emotionally molested, emotionally abused by stepfathers or even fathers. So some of them felt, well, my mom didn't like me because I'm a girl or because I'm a boy. If only I am this, she would have loved me. I see how she behaved to my maybe sister or my brother. You know, if only I am in that body too, this mother would have loved me. So there is the need to sometimes listen to the story. Not sometimes, always give a listening here to the story of an homosexual or a transgender. When you listen to their stories, you may gain wisdom as to how to offer them help. So I'm going to read Romans chapter 5, verse 8. And it says, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Are you saying God showed us his own love, how much he loved us? When, not when we were righteous, it was actually when we were sinners that Jesus Christ came to die for us. So God has left us with an example which we need to follow in his first step. We need to extend love to homosexuals, to transgender, to people struggling with their gender or with their sexuality. We often, um, you know, ridicule them and whatever and what have you. One thing that I've noticed in Christian community is, is the departure of love. I'm sorry to say this. At the same time, I'm not sorry to say this. 
Love is lacking in the church. We may preach it, we may write it, but we don't act out love. Even love to one another is a very scarce commodity in the body of Christ. Not to talk of extending love to those outside the church. So it was while we were yet sinners that Christ extended his love to us. You know like the story of Rosaria Butterfield. When you hear a story, it was a pastor that opened the door of his house to this woman. Not to tear her down, not to, you know, confront her with homosexuality or disorder. He knew that's what she was. Yet, he allowed her into his house and the woman was doing a kind of research then, if I'm correct now. And the man was able to help. I think it was a biblical research. And God used this man to help this woman. By opening the door, they eat, they drink, whatever, you know, before you know it, the Lord began a walk in the heart of Rosaria, Rosaria Butterfield. Today, Rosaria is a wife of a pastor. So you can't look down on anybody. You can't give up on anybody. There is the need to reach out to transgender, to homosexuals, to people struggling with their sexuality with the gift of love. We need to show them love. This is very, very important. We must be hospitable. Open your house to them to come. You know, feed them. Talk to them. Listen to their concerns. Be ready to listen. Be quick to listen, but slow to speak. Sometimes we quickly talk and then we miss out. And be empathetic. Be sorry for them. Take them before the Lord in prayer. All the information you've gathered about a transgender or homosexual, Take it before God and pray. Be prayerful. Show them love and show them compassion. Maybe it is your child that is now a transgender or an homosexual or struggling with his or her sexuality. There is the need to express godly love to that child. There is the need to be hospitable. I'm not saying condoling. No. But there is the need to be ready to listen. There is the need to be ready to be empathetic. There is the need to be prayerful. There is the need to show love and compassion. Because such a life is under the influence of the evil one. And that was where we were also. If not that God delivered us. You know, oftentimes we so much specialize on classifying the sin of homosexuality or transgender as, oh, they don't know God, um, the sin is so big, and it is a sin. I am not underestimating it. But do you know, there is no difference. There is no difference between an homosexual, a transgender, and a robber or a liar. If you go to work and stole a piece of paper in your workplace, there is no difference. Honestly, both are the matter of the heart. It is a heart issue. So it is the heart that God needs to transform. That is the honest truth. So the same gospel message that delivered a liar, that delivered a robber, is capable to bring solution to the situation of a transgender, of an homosexual, of someone struggling with their gender identity or their sexuality. So it is my prayer that we will exemplify the love of Christ in reaching out to transgender, put down a few names that you may be praying for. You know, when the opportunity comes, just listen to some of their stories. Some of them, they themselves have written themselves up. I remember someone I was talking to, talking about the gospel, the need to come to the Lord. And I remember this person saying, 
Jesus can't accept somebody like me. Because even we human beings, anyway, we've shown it to them that they are unacceptable. So they themselves, in their hearts of hearts, they've written off themselves. Maybe you have a son in this situation and the son have gone far away. Why not trust God? Why not believe in God? Why not pray constantly in season and out of season for that child? Even as you reach out to your child or to anyone who is a transgender and homosexual or struggling with their gender identity. And I'm praying that God will express his love through you to the people in this in this situation just as he expressed his love to us while we were here at sinners. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Four days ago, we started a new series called Gender Focused Parenting. Yet again, I would like to remind listeners that this can be a difficult subject for some people. So feel free to take a step back. Our topic for today is gender points back to God. I think the most important thing that we miss is that gender is not about how you feel or about how you look. Gender, first of all, points back to God. It points back to both his feminine and masculine side. As we know, God has no gender. He does not adhere to human and animalistic anatomy and principles. God, though, when he created human beings, imparted different aspects of his own self, of who he was in them. They were both like him, but they both had certain attributes of him that they displayed feminine and the masculine. In the Bible it says that man and woman were created equal and they were told to till the ground but woman was called to be man's help meet, his equal helper. In women we see that characteristic of God, that is what he imparts to them and that is the key of the feminine nature, a helper. That word is used to describe God many times and we see him displaying that attribute many times in different situations. The man is called to be the leader. The leader in the family and in the home. The spiritual connection to God in the family. The one who is supposed to lead the family. The one who most shows the masculine attributes of God. Strength. Courage. You find those in women, and you do find help in in men. But these are specific things that God has given to man and to woman individually, that each and every one of them must show forth. Sister, I pray that as you listen to Deborah, you will remember that gender is not about this question about how do you feel, or maybe I don't feel a gender, or what does my anatomy look like. Gender is about God. Gender points back to the one who made us all. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Lord, we are grateful for this episode and how you've expressed your mind to us in little bites. We are grateful. And as we round up this particular series, Lord, I'm praying for your spirit to spread across the nations 
I pray, Lord, for our world that is confused. I send forth your spirit into the gay community, into the LGBTQ+. I am asking that your spirit will do a quick work of revival. You will show them your love. You will cause them to understand your concept of gender. Lord, we come against every lies of the enemy to steal, to kill, and destroy gender, even in our world. And Lord, I pray for parents that are struggling with matters like this, even in their adult children or in their teenage children. Some are about to go through, you know, surgery to change, to get hormones, to begin to journey the road into transforming into another gender. I'm praying that your spirit will intervene, that you will undertake for us, Lord Jesus. And as we finish this series today, Holy Spirit, cause us to understand your mind and help us to be parents that are well-armed, even in our parenting journey. I praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. So I want to welcome you back to this particular series and I pray that the Lord himself will speak once again into your heart as we finish this particular series. Um, we must come to know that we cannot only raise our children generally, but there is the need to be informed. There is the need to know how to do that effectively, particularly raising them with their agenda in mind. This is very, very important. To finish this series today, I want to talk on gender points back to the creator. Like I have been saying, gender is not a mistake. I told you on day one that gender matters. Then we talked about gender dysphoria. We talked about interest and gender. And last time we talked about reaching out to transgender, sexual and the likes. And today we want to finish up by reminding each other that gender is beyond us. Gender actually points back to God, the creator. And I want us to first and foremost read Proverbs 18 verse 15, which says, The heart of the prudent getteth knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. So, for you to fully understand the fact that gender points back to God, there is the need to be knowledgeable. And I've said this again and again in this series. Be an ever-learning mother. And like I said in the past, that, you know, it's okay to be ever-learning, but let your own ever-learning bring you to the knowledge of the truth. To be honest with you, we will ever be ever-learning. We won't stop learning. So there is the need to get knowledge as regards gender. And as you do so, you will be in a better position to help your children. Be eager to learn. Be ready to learn. Be an intelligent person. Be available to answer issues and questions that regard gender to your child. Let your child understand gender from the scriptures. The Bible have answers to all life issues, to be honest with you. So gender points back to God, the creator. In Genesis chapter 1, Verse 26 and 27, we have read this before and I'm going to read it again. And it says, I'm going to read it this time from the Good News Translation. It says, 
then God said, and now we will make human beings. They will be like us and resemble us. Are you seeing? Gender points back to God. And it goes on. They will have power over the fish, the birds, and all animals, domestic and wild, large and small. So God created human beings, making them to be like himself. He created them male and female. Now, am I saying God is female? Not at all. But what these two verses is pointing to us, that femaleness is to radiate the glory, the person of God. Maleness is to point to our world, even the protective aspect of God. For example, you know, men are naturally protective. You look at their body built. They are strongly built. They have enough muscles. I remember those days when I go shopping, maybe to buy the goods that I'm selling, or we have any evidence. My husband says, no, my dear, don't go near it. Leave it for me. He carries it. So God gives them that they are body built in order to be a protection for us, the women also. And you know that we women, we are naturally soft. We are the softer version, isn't it? And God did that so that we can nurture even the male also. So gender, be it male or female, points back to God the creator. Gender is God making us in his image and in, in, in his likeness. So gender is to reflect the character and the attributes of God. Women are naturally compassionate. Women are naturally kind. Women are naturally sensitive. And that is the nature and attributes of God. So hence the reason why you need to equip your child with what it means to be a female and what it means to be a male. In Isaiah 49 verse 15, God talks about the femaleness, the, the, the qualities of being a female, how that points to him. And I want us to look at that. Isaiah 49 verse 15 says, Can a woman forget a sucking child? Are you saying, Can a woman forget a sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Are you saying what God is saying? That look, you go and watch a woman. God is given the female gender here as a case study. That Look at the attribute of a female gender who is now a mother. Can she forget her own baby? Can she not love the child she bore? And God said, look, even if she forgets her child, I won't forget you. And that is what God is teaching us. You go and look at nursing mothers. Even when they have to return back to work, their mind, their heart is with their babies. When a breastfeeding mother, for example, is somewhere and a baby is crying, sometimes she notices that her, her breast is lactating. So God says, can a woman forget her own baby? No, she can't. The nature of a woman, the nature of a mother is that of not forgetting, nor neglecting a child. And God says, let's assume she did. I won't forget you. So 
what are we saying? Gender is to give humanity, to give our world the characteristics of who God is as they observe biblical womanhood through me, as they observe biblical manhood through the male, through the Christian man, then people are able to understand the father's heart of God. They are able to understand the mother's heart of God. They are able to understand the compassionate heart of God. You see Jesus, I think in Matthew chapter 9, when he saw multitudes, and the Bible says he was filled with compassion for them because they are sheep without a shepherd. The compassionate heart of God is expressed even through our gender. Women are naturally compassionate. Women are naturally relational, isn't it? So through our gender, God wants to tell his stories. Hence the reason for gender. All of our life is to bring God glory, isn't it? Revelation 4.11 tells us that God created all things for his pleasure, isn't it? So, hence the reason why you need to plant this seed first in your heart as a mother and in the heart of your child. That God wants to glorify himself. God wants to preach a message. God wants to display his attributes, his qualities, his characteristics through your son's gender and through your daughter's gender. Gender is God's way of speaking even to our world. And it is my prayer that the Lord will help you as you as the mother exemplify what it means for gender to point back to the creator. And as your husband also reflect what it means for gender to point back to creator. And through that, your sons, your daughters can fully grasp and comprehend that gender matters, that gender is part of God's plan for mankind that gender is to tell the gospel story that gender is to point humanity back to he who made him who made her in the beginning as male and female don't allow the heart of your child to be polluted with the many confusion that is going on in our world be there to equip be there to use the word to equip the heart of your child Look at someone like Miriam at a very young age. You can see the heart of a mother even in Miriam. You can use that to teach your daughter about the nurturing nature of girls. And it is my prayer that as you play your part, God in his mercy will help you to fully impact the heart of your child with the fact that in the scope of God's plan, gender matters. And therefore, your daughter's or your son's gender is not a mistake. It's not an afterthought and it's not an accident. If you have a need of counseling, do feel free to give us a call. Plus 447944-398415. And then we'll be happy to speak to you or visit our website www.talkofrighteousness.com. Don't you